Hi, welcome. Why don't you both introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Reeshma. There's nothing particularly that I'm doing in life right now other than looking out for jobs. <laughs> so that's where I am at now. I used to do um software sales and that's what I'm hoping to get back into. I am married. I've been married for about 2 years to my husband. His name is Johan. I have uh, Malu blood running in my veins, but I am living here in Chennai now. I'm slowly converting into a Chennai poona as well while I learn Tamil. So yeah, that's just me in a nutshell. Hello. I'm Jennifer. I'm a math teacher. I've been teaching for the last 6 years. and i also paint so i'm really looking forward to what i can do with art because it's something that's fairly new yes that's about me thank you so let's get right into it the first question is to both of you one of you is married one of you is unmarried i'm going to ask you both the same question what's a common myth about marriage and can you debunk it okay since um yep uh, i'm married i'll go first <laughs> um A common myth about marriage would be people make it look very easy in the movies when it is not. It's very very different from how it is in the movies and it's a, a much harder task uh, throughout your life um to be in a marriage but um yeah so that's how I would debunk it. You there's no experience in the world that could sort of let you experience marriage unless you're in a marriage i don't think you can learn it i don't think you can um, prepare for it a, or go to a for it. for it or no yeah. it's just that difficult it's 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 by far the hardest thing i've done but by far the most exciting thing that i've done as well i can't ever imagine not being married so yeah yeah i guess that's it yeah so that's actually a very interesting thing to say because for the unmarried folks out here well, that's the one thing that scares us because you know they all say it's hard work it takes a lot of effort so we i, I believe it i don't think <laughs> i totally understand so that's what scares me when i talk about marriage actually and myth i don't since i'm not in marriage i don't really know if there's i can speak on that question actually thank you for concurring with whatever reshma said yeah <laughs> uh reshma so the next question is for you What mm-hmm. do you wish you had known when you started marriage? Mm. I mean, I'm sure uh, there could be hundreds of things that you wish you could have known. One thing. I wish I had known how to calmly, verbally fight with someone <laughs> instead of it getting ugly before I got married. And I wish I also didn't go into marriage with the notion that it's going to be very easy and it's going to be like how it's in the movies i wish i had understood that it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of work throughout the whole process um going through life and it just doesn't end at the beginning if i had known those two things i would have set my expectations very realistically uh that's interesting i i think from my own marriage i can also say that uh fighting fair and fighting well and decently is actually a very very good skill to have when you're in a marriage over to Jennifer i'm going to try to be politically correct as i say this question but understand the context of our culture when i'm saying this uh you are definitely someone who's on the wrong side of the of age in our culture mm-hmm. right yeah. to be unmarried at oh yes and i know you've had your whole bag of hurt and bag of struggles because of that 
what could be some advice you would give to other young women out there mm. who are worried and who feel crushed and burdened and depressed that they've not yet begun their marriage journey i would say it's um it's it's better to be safe than sorry because i see a lot of women getting into marriages or relationships just because of the pressure that they face from the society and parents and it hence it it hence horribly so i would say you know just i mean you, you make a conscious choice you decide and get into it then whatever happens out of it is different but don't get into anything because you were forced into it because then you'll have to live with the regret or you have to wonder what would have happened if i chose differently if i had followed my own instinct but you know i i know that things might go wrong even if you are you choose right but at least there is um there's free will like you choosing that's that's something always different about you choosing and you uh, forced into doing something both of you are expressing some sort of difficulty in you know overcoming it or or living through it and powering through it must not have been easy i mean you both have admitted that it wasn't easy are there any resources that have really helped you on these journeys that you've taken for me i always i started off with hoping always it would go like oh i'll get married this year i'll get married this year so there was this hope and um looking forward to things okay so but then there'll be disappointment every time okay. so, that, so so the resource a, that has really helped you on this journey is yes so it was more an attitude shift and i would say the circumstances forced me or the focus is the circumstances motivated me i would say so what you're trying to say is you didn't let yourself drown in your circumstances but mm-hmm. you used them as a pathway to climb on. yeah to climb above them and rise above them yeah okay. i had to sit down and think like actually think what are you going to do now so there was this time a period where i had to actually sit and think and make choices decide so yeah so attitude shift sounds yeah. right yeah perfect reshma yeah i think um, for me on the marriage front is like like something i really needed help with and the my greatest one of my greatest resources have have been having great people around me married people around me that has helped me through this process um and just their advice and they just to know that they were there to listen to us and um to just vent everything out was a really good uh resource for me and additionally uh one of my biggest resources uh, the hope that helped me hold on for so long has been god and christ just to know that um he's there and he's there with me and even if johan can't my husband johan can't satisfy certain expectations of mine god can and so that's been one of the biggest biggest resources for me wonderful so basically make sure that you have people around you that can help you yeah. people who are married who are experienced who are wiser all of yeah. that and depend on god yeah yep yeah you put your faith in okay mm-hmm. wonderful wonderful answers from both of you 
So yeah, um, I know both of you are quite active to a certain extent on social media. You don't do like 25 posts a day, like some Instagram celebrities, but you do post and you do have quite a, you know, viewership or an audience. How do you, I mean, as a guy, I've heard so much from women about how uh, there's a lot of toxicity, a lot of uh, unwanted attention, to say the least, for women in social media. How do you, have you dealt with it? I blocked them. <laughs> uh, when you say you blocked them, an unknown person messages you, you block it? If there's anyone being inappropriate with me, uh, anything that's remotely inappropriate, um, blocking is the way I go to, way I deal with it because I don't want to have to deal with that. If it's a guy, I don't want to have to deal with that. If it's a girl, also I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, in social media, you really don't know. It could be a guy, it could be a girl, it could be a boy. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, because I know there's nothing good coming out of um, such toxicity. So why pursue it? So just ignore. I have a private account, so not everyone can access my stuff. <laughs> so, and then even if, you know, there are people who, yeah, like uh, Reshma said, the best thing is just to block them. I usually don't indulge unless I'm very bored. So if I'm bored, I just, <laughs> I just strike a conversation or two to find out how stupid they are. But then, that's it. I block them after that. <laughs> Thank you. Those are very simple answers, you know, blocking. I think in my life of being on, let's say, Facebook for about 14 years now, 15 years, mm-hmm. I think I've blocked only two, three people on Facebook. I've needed to block only two, three. Let's flip the question. So it's so easy in social media to simply block unwanted attention or to just keep your profile private, yeah? Mm-hmm. What do you do in real life? In real life, if a man is being inappropriate with me, I wouldn't just block that person. I'd report them to the police. <laughs> inappropriate, like anything. <laughs> that. So there's like 755 people you've reported to the police so far? I have some. <laughs> Not all of them. <laughs> Yeah, but the, some of them you can't really even be sure about that they were behaving inappropriately because you can't be absolutely sure. But then it made me feel uncomfortable. Let's dig into that. Yeah. There's this whole debate about where yeah. to draw the line. Yeah. See, as as a guy who's had an elderly man make advances on me when I was alone in his house, when I was mm-hmm. only 18 or 19, I know how difficult it is because we don't want to cry wolf and have people think that, you know, because then they'll say, oh, I did nothing. I only was trying to be his friend. That's what that man would have said because that's what he kept on telling me while he kept trying to touch me in whatever places. So here's the thing. If you are feeling uncomfortable, is it okay for you to simply sit quietly? Absolutely not. We were... Back then, when these things used to happen to me in college, especially there was this one time where I was in a share auto, and then there was this really old Tata sitting next to me. He was super old. And yeah, like, Tata. I could constantly feel el- this elbow like on my breast region. And I thought it was just because the auto was moving. 
I didn't read it, but it kept happening. And I would say, okay, it can't all be the auto. <laughs> How is that possible? And after that, when I really looked into it is when I realized that it was wrong. And I was on a share auto and my ride was like three minutes from my hostel to college. But back then, I also didn't have the confidence to just get up and say, excuse me, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, but now I can... like i can't say that if anyone mistreats me and if i know i'm uncomfortable uh they would definitely be confronted about it uh there's no way i would keep quiet about it and i cannot let some things pass like this because there are there have been instances where i've been followed on bikes and that's so scary if if i were to go somewhere uh where it's a it's a lonely road it's so scary and but this happens so often especially in kerala where i've just been followed on bikes i think all those things have to be reported i don't think you can leave them alone because it will just let them think that it's okay in the last few years when i decided that i have the confidence to get up and talk about it it hasn't happened a lot the maximum i've gotten is like people who just stare excessively so i just stare back at them and ask them what do you want <laughs> and then they'll be like oh, oh sorry okay and just run away <laughs> So Jen what do you, what would you say I I mean I know you said you block and maybe if you have time you you spend time of uh, trying to figure out how dumb the guys are when it's in the online space but in the offline world when you get unwanted attention from whatever gender right what do you do I ignore I usually just get away from that space I don't confront so I I usually have this non confrontational attitude uh so i usually just get out of that space and that's fine that's fine uh there's yeah. no judgment on any exactly. decision because see the the really i i for one firmly believe that yeah we can't but, really know how difficult yeah. it is when it, I, you're going through that situation so but i did uh you know on social media there was this guy who was being very inappropriate so i took screenshots of his uh, messages sent it to my friends my friends shared it and he, uh, his profile was reported for more than uh, by more than 60 people in a single day and he apologized to my friend and the seniors and it it blew up so and then he apologized to me i didn't want to talk actually but then he learned a lesson that day actually i didn't put two guys i think so, so I, you're saying I, it's easier I, to I handle and confront in social media than exactly, in real life yeah and i also would say for me thankfully it has gone it has not gone to an extreme that i that i had to report to someone yet okay but <laughs> i know i should have i could have actually yeah there been instances where i could have and should have but then i've avoided doing that and i think it also yeah. has to do with awareness so if i had known that i could react in a different way there's another way of dealing this maybe i would have I think if anyone is listening to this and you're looking for advice I think the best thing to do is to first find someone else don't whatever you're trying to do whatever your response is don't try to do it alone get a friend get a family member that you trust someone you really trust and then you figure out whether you want to report it whether you want to confront the person whatever you're doing get someone you trust get someone you can rely on and then go for it i think i think that will really work yep 
Okay, so that brings us to the end of our questions for today. Thank you both so much. But uh, we have this thing on this podcast where I ask some weird random questions at the end. This is the first time I'm having two different people in different locations on. Whoever wants to answer first, just go ahead. Okay. okay. Oh. What is your favorite, favorite word? Food. <laughs> I like the word taco because that's what me and my husband call each other. What are you not very good at? Art. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know how to deal with people. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To uh, read people's minds. You know, interestingly, being a- the ability to read people's mind, this is the third time it's coming up in like five episodes. For me, if I wanted a superpower, I wanted a superpower where I'm good at everything that I do. If I dance, I want to be the best at it. If I sing, I want to be the best at it. If I do art, I want to be the best at it, which I suck at. <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option, but excellent, excellent choice. I know, yeah. The final question. If you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? Oh, I know this crab masala. Pepperoni pizza because it's very basic. Okay. Thank you, Reshma. Thank you, Jennifer, for coming on. It's been wonderful having you and hearing your views. I'm sure it will be helpful to our audience. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, Dan, for having us. It was fun. Thank you.